Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management. We're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. This episode of Q&A is going to be an FAQ episode, which means that Kim, our producer, is going to ask me a question and I'm going to do my best to answer it. So, Kim, what do you got today? Today is one of our frequently asked questions. That's why it's an FAQ. That's why we're doing this. Um, but a lot of our customers want to know what happens after the assessment. Okay. Well, a lot. Um, a lot happens. All right. Let me take it from the point at which you get your preliminary report okay. after the assessment. So this is the same thing for CCRL as it is for Ashto Resource. You get a report. Somebody goes over what the nonconformities are. And this is your time to take action. So depending on the severity of the issues, first you have to look at that. If there's something that's really gone wrong, you need to stop what you're doing. And so if you were, if you find out that your technicians were running a test completely incorrectly and you've got a project going on where they have to do it, you need to take action immediately. So go back there to the lab, retrain them on what, whatever that test is. If there's equipment that needs to be ordered, you order that equipment right away. Uh, so you, you do have to prioritize your corrective action taking. Uh, once you get the big stuff out of the way, then you start chipping away at the more, um, maybe what you perceive to be more minor corrective actions or maybe more comprehensive ones. Uh, sometimes you have laboratories that are part of a larger organization and maybe they have a corporate quality management system and uh, other people who perform their their internal audits as or, or are part of their internal audit team or uh, managers that aren't accessible all the time that need to be participating in a management review. Uh, this would be a good time to schedule those activities. You're not going to be able to take them right away, but you want to schedule them. But basically what I'm trying to get at is you, you really need to start this act activity right away once you get that uh, preliminary report. And by the, so by the time that final report is issued after all of our internal edits and everything, you'll be ready to start submitting corrective actions. Uh, a lot of labs, uh, every, well, I guess everybody who's participating should know you get 60 days from the time you get that final report uh, to when you should have taken all of your corrective actions and submitted those to us for review. Um, so, so that's a point. So you have 60 days to not figure out your corrective action. It's 60 days to actually take that corrective action. Is that yeah, correct? Or is it that, just like, I have a plan right. now, or is it it's already done? You should have, you should be done by then. So that okay. that's the expectation is that you've completed them. Like I said earlier, sometimes it's a little more complicated. Like let's say you have to buy some really expensive piece of equipment. Uh, it's a specialty thing. You, there's, you know it's gonna take a long time. Let's say you ordered it early in the process and you're not gonna be able to get it until uh, day 70 or something like that. That's okay. So in, in the first 60 day period, you can say, we placed the order on this day. Here's the evidence. Uh, we're anticipating installation on this day past that deadline. 
then the calibrator is going to come in and take care of business uh, after that. We've got that scheduled too, provided everything works out and there's no delays, <laughs> which is unlikely, right? Uh, then everything will work out. Uh, but let's say you, you go through all those, um, you take all those actions, planning, and there are still delays that you couldn't control. Uh, that is where you tell the quality analyst that's been working with you what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, if you truly have been taking action uh, and doing your best to keep up, uh, they will push it out a little bit more for you. So they'll say, okay, that's great. You've got everything else resolved. We're just waiting on this one item. Uh, you've uh, presented a plan of action and you're just in waiting mode. We'll, we'll set a new deadline for you it's not really an extension. A lot of times people say, can I have an extension? It's more like we've established a new deadline for you completing the corrective actions. But we, a common question, you know, this is FAQs, this is mm -hmm. probably one of the most common questions we get is we're really busy, can we get an extension? And, and the answer is no to that. Uh, it's not, we don't really give extensions. We're not really supposed to be giving extensions, but there are uh, circumstances in which uh, you do need more time to take care of a, a, something that you have submitted a plan of action to, uh, and you can get a new deadline for that. But it's not a wholesale, hey, you don't have to worry about any of this for a while because you're really busy right now. Gotcha. Does that make sense? I know that's a really confusing point <laughs> for people. I, I think it makes sense, but I may be too close to it. So, <laughs> But I, th I think it makes sense for for the most part, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to make a distinction between like yeah. uh, uh, something that's a plan of action. Like, what is a plan of action? I think mm -hmm. that's probably another thing that uh, people wonder about. A plan of action isn't I'm going to do this when I'm uh, available to do it. A plan of action is uh, I have contacted whoever I need to contact to take care of this. I have uh, established my policy or procedure, and now I have to enact it but I can't enact it until this time period because of whatever the circumstance is. Gotcha. Uh, so there, there has to be some work uh, having been done uh, and, and really has to be thought out and started before we consider it to be a real plan of action. Yeah, that makes sense that the you can't just have like, well, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I've done and I'm waiting for this final piece mm -hmm. time-wise. I think that makes sense. Yeah, because we do have some people, they'll say, um, you know, you'll look at their corrective actions and it's, uh, you know, there might be 15 items and they all say, I, I will do this, I will do that, I'll do this other thing. And that's basically nothing from our perspective. You haven't mm -hmm. done anything, you haven't taken any, correct, taken any corrective action. You, the, the other component to the corrective action process that um, that is really important to know is that it's not just about that corrective action component. Uh, the document that says what you're going to do, you have to do the investigation and figure out what the root cause is. Mm -hmm. um, it, so it's not, okay, uh, I'll give you an example. Calibrations weren't performed on time. Um, a lot of times laboratories will just say, well, here's my calibration record. We've done it now. Well, that's great, but you haven't really addressed the problem the problem is you don't have a system in place to remind you uh, or to to be able to keep up with that all the time. So you really need to look at your process and make an adjustment and see what you can do 
to not miss it in the future as well. So that that's what we're more looking for, for you know, corrective action rather than just a new record. So it's not fixed necessarily need to fix the immediate problem, but you also need to dig deeper into why it was a problem in the first place, right? That's right. That's right. And that'll help you avoid any uh, repeat nonconformities mm -hmm. in the future. That's what we want to do, right? We want to improve our processes over time. Uh, and it doesn't mean you're never going to make mistakes eventually, like you're not going to get to perfection uh, because we're, we're humans and mm -hmm. we just we're, we seem incapable of that. Uh, <laughs> but you will just be able to continually improve your system and reduce the, the wasted time. Yeah, and um, if our listeners are interested, we have an article on our website about root cause analysis and kind of getting to the root of a problem that might be helpful if you want more details on that. And I'm guessing that it might be a podcast later as well. Um, uh, yeah, I think it probably will be. <laughs> I'm thinking that will be. But for, the, for a little more insight and like, again, what happens after the assessment, there, a laboratory after an assessment, whether it's remote or an on-site assessment, they will get a preliminary report. And now, will those will the information on the preliminary report be different than the final report? How often are they different, would you say? It, it really shouldn't be different. Uh, there are times where an assessor may say, I'm not certain about this one thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go back and figure it out because they're, they're always running in into unusual situations, you know, homemade equipment or uh, just somebody doing something a strange way that, or maybe the, the standard is ambiguous about a certain aspect of what they're doing. So those kind of items are always up for change mm -hmm. uh, when you get the final report. But the assessor should be that 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 report should be pretty much spot on to what you're going to get at the end. So there really isn't any risk. I don't want anybody saying, well, it could change so that um, that gives me uh, a good reason to delay taking mm -hmm. action that that does not it's not that's not really a valid concern okay. to, uh, to to allow you to put yourself behind yeah so it's to me it's sounding like you as soon as the laboratory has that preliminary report like don't waste any time waiting for that like get start doing corrective actions and documenting the corrective actions based on those nonconformities, right? That's right. Get get busy right away because we've got uh, there's there's usually quite a few things that you need to take care of and the longer it goes, the less you remember about what those details are. because um, so I mean we that used to be a big problem when we had a 90 day deadline instead mm -hmm. of a 60 day deadline. Mm -hmm. The laboratories that would reach out to us at day 89 and say, I don't remember what this is. <laughs> um, th those labs were, were destined for suspension, uh, because mm. there's no way if they're just trying to remember what happened on day 89, there's no way they're going to take all the corrective actions and submit all the documentation required in one day. So give yourself plenty of time, but yeah, so we've been talking a lot about the planning part and what mm -hmm. the laboratory needs to do to take corrective action. Uh, the, the, the big part, and I think what, what gets, what, we often hear is dragged out uh, <laughs> is the they'll submit the initial corrective actions and supporting evidence, uh, you know, records or whatever it is. And then they will get a response from the quality analyst saying, OK, thank you for this, but you still have to do a couple other things. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I do want to address this this concern that some laboratories express about that activity. A lot of times a report might might say uh, the 
laboratory did not have this piece of equipment or the laboratory did not have this record. Now, in the standards, there are all these requirements for whatever those things are. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not it's not sufficient to just say, well, we have this now and this is what we bought, but we haven't validated. We haven't verified that it meets all of those criteria mm. that are established. Uh, and we're just assuming because somebody told us it was good that it would meet all these requirements. Uh, sometimes that's not the case. And, and it's our, our, what we feel is our duty is letting people know right away if there's something wrong, especially if they bought a piece of equipment that's out mm -hmm. of spec. We want them to know before they start using it if possible so that they can return it mm -hmm. and, and purchase something that is in conformance. Um, but we're, we're not going to just say, yeah, that's good enough and we'll worry about all the details later because sometimes people will get something that isn't even, <clears throat> it, it, it doesn't really get them to conformance with the standards and that's ultimately what we're after. Well, I think we covered this topic well, Brian. I think we have a good, our listeners should have a good idea about what happens after the assessment and what they should be doing. I want to thank our listeners for listening to this episode of Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcasts at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other related news and content, check out Ashto Resource's Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.